All right, guys, what is up? Welcome to the Rise Kill Eat podcast. Thank you for joining me today. The Rise Kill Eat podcast is a show that is meant to challenge hunters and outdoorsmen and really just about anybody listening to pursue God, freedom, and the great outdoors. I'm really excited for today's episode to be able to share it with you guys. I have on Chad Davis. He is the owner, operator, president of the archery apparel company called Bow Addicts. Had a really fun and inspiring conversation with Chad, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So, But before I get to that, I want to ask you guys to connect with me on my social media outlets. That way I can kind of get to know you more. Uh, I love being able to interact with you guys and be able to hear your feedback about the episodes of this show. So reach out to me on social media outlets. On Facebook, you can search using the URL. So it's facebook.com slash RKE Afield. So that's RKE as in Rise, Kill, Eat. A field on Instagram. It is at Rice Kill Eat. And then on Twitter, you can find me at the handle at RKE A Field. Be sure to connect with me on there. Also, this episode is going to be uploaded to YouTube, just like all of our other episodes. So you guys can easily listen there. You guys can easily share the, the YouTube link to anybody who is interested in listening to the Rise Kill Eat podcast or anybody that you think may be interested in listening to the Rise Kill Eat podcast. And one last thing before we get to my conversation with Chad, the show is 100% supported by myself and my family. And if you want to help support this show, then you can do that by heading over to rkeafield.com. That's R-K-E, as in Rice Kill Eat, afield.com. And check out some of the merchandise on there. All that merchandise is packaged and shipped by myself and my wife and my kids and we all kind of it's a kind of our family thing so if you guys want to help support the rise Kill Eat podcast and what we're doing with this show then you can head over there and all that all the proceeds from that will go directly back into this show in order to enhance the experience and be able to continue going on with the rise Kill Eat podcast so head over to rkeafield.com and check out some of the merchandise on there now for today's episode i have on Chad Davis. So like I mentioned before, Chad is the owner and operator and the president of the Bow Addicts Archery Apparel Company. And like I said, this is a really fun and inspiring conversation that I had with Chad about following your passion and about working hard and being able to you know, pursue your dream. So Bow Addicts is geared toward anybody involved in archery. It could be hunters, 3D enthusiasts, weekend shooters, and everyone in between. So Chad and the Bow Addict staff are all perfectionists and they strive to provide the absolute best in customer service and satisfaction. So quality is their number one priority. So whenever you get a Bow Addicts product, and I will have the links in the show notes for Bow Addicts and for what Chad is doing, then you will be holding something that you can be proud of. So check out Bow Addicts today and check out some of the apparel that Chad has. And it is some really cool stuff. I've actually got a shirt on the way as I'm recording this right now. It is in the mail, shipped out, and I'm really excited to be able to get it. So looking forward to being able to get that. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode of the Rise Kill Eat podcast. So without further ado, here is episode number 34 with Chad Davis of Bow Addicts Archery Apparel. Enjoy the episode. But yeah, so that's that's pretty 
pretty awesome. I'm, I appreciate you taking some time today and, you know, being on the Rascally podcast. I know, you know, with everything going on right now, it's oddly difficult to find some time to, to, to get on, you know, get on a computer and have a conversation. So I appreciate you taking some time to do that. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm just glad to be here, Tyler. I really am. I mean, it, it's kind of a break in my day, so it's uh, it's uh, it's a change up, and, and I don't mind it. So uh, glad, glad to be a part of it, bud. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I definitely appreciate that. So, what's the what's quarantine life like for you right now? Of course, I, I we can't start this this episode without asking how things are going right now with with the craziness in the world. So, so how's it looking for you right now? Yeah, well, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so, uh, so we're we're in the midst of building a new home as well, and hopefully some additional office space for uh, uh, Bow Attic. So, some acreage, so we could kind of have a uh, area. For, uh, warehousing and and close by the house and you name it so uh, so that that in itself has been uh, a big piece of our puzzle for us right now and uh, so I, I just kind of got back from checking the trim work the trim guys were there and and uh, you know how it is though a lot of times people don't do do work the way you'd you'd want it done <laughs> of course right <laughs> yeah 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 so uh, i may have to get my saw and kind of go in there and do some tweaking here and there but uh you know bet- besides that you know it, it's i'd lie to say that it hasn't been challenging i mean for us uh you know i've got two girls and uh, and my wife so i'm surrounded by a lot of estrogen and <laughs> so <laughs> and after about eight to ten hours uh you know during the day of trying to help them with you know they're they're in public schools which is right now homeschool so uh trying trying to do it the way the school wants you to do it too because you know the way i was taught math is evidently not not how uh how math is taught (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah for some reason they they get they got to have about two or three extra steps so so you know just trying to deal with that and uh has been a quite a challenge and and uh and really you know what but but on the flip side uh, you know, we we got on Amazon, bought some board games and, and what have you. So we've been playing board games uh, with the girls at night and trying to catch a movie or something like that. Last night we watched the um, uh, Hope Rising, I think it is. It was on Facebook. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I watched that also. That was uh, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's just it's it's so cool because fortunately, you know, we kind of for us though, a lot of the guys that were performing are, are our neighbors here around the area. So uh, um, that's always kind of cool you know, to see see you know some folks you know out there but it, you know that that was a great call so you know in in the end i mean for us we've we've bonded more uh you know you have those up and down moments but um but it's been really good bonding and, and I, I think the kids will i know my kiddos they'll they'll, they'll remember this for, for years and years and years to come and and uh, i'm hoping that a lot of the things we're doing like at night spending more time with each other you know we can continue that and uh, you know, it won't be a, a fad stage. So, but uh, yeah, but it it's it has been challenging. I will say, hunting wise, my goodness, I have not had a chance to do much at all. Um, simply because you know, just just with all that's going on with the quarantine and and uh, having to be a little bit closer to home too. Um, so uh, it, it's it's definitely put a put a damper on my hunting, but family first so that's all right right. of course yeah and it has uh you know presented some all kinds of unique 
I guess, challenges, kind of like what you're getting at, uh, unique challenges, unique opportunities for all kinds of families. I know uh, myself, I have two little kids and uh, married also. And, you know, uh, my son, he's in kindergarten. So, you know, getting getting everything together and, you know, having school, which I'm a teacher, I'm a full-time teacher. So getting everything together and having all that, uh, you know, here in the home, it, it is a lot different. And fortunately his teacher, they, they've been doing some zoom calls and stuff and, uh, you know, trying to keep a little bit of that normalcy, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's a, it's definitely a challenge for school to end up in the home, especially for a lot of students who, don't necessarily have you know the, the greatest home life or whatever the issue may be and it, it presents all kinds of challenges but at the same time it presents some good opportunities for family time like we yeah we have the opportunity to you know like you said uh spend time together that typically we wouldn't have been able to do because we'd be working or we'd be on the road or whatever the, the issue may be so there there are some good things to come of it for most of us and then of course there are some uh negatives to it as well yeah yeah you know last night during life group uh we had a zoom call for our church life and and, uh yeah i wasn't even thinking about it but one of the ladies made a point about you know for for a lot of us we're growing closer but then you do have those kids and Mm -hmm. kids out there who uh, their refuge away from the world is really school uh, when it comes to uh you know uh a, a good lunch or, or breakfast or, or something like that, or or even just uh, in general. And, and so I worry about some of these kids that are confined to a home where there's abuse and, um, you know, where there's lack of lack of food or something like that. So, you know, it's just one thing to think about and have those have those people in our prayers, because I know there's a lot of kids and different ones out there that are wow, really struggling right now. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's, it's a crazy world that, you know, with everything going on and how quickly everything changed. And I think just, you know, I think it just shows how, you know, fragile this life really is and how important it is for us to have faith in God and have faith in something other than ourselves. You know, I think it's, I think a lot of people are seeing that. And I think a lot of people are uh, really cherishing their communities now and really cherishing other people around them and, uh, you know, to have the support, whether, you know, you can't be there physically, but of course, with the with the gift of technology, you know, we've been able to, you know, connect in, in ways that typically weren't really prioritized before. It's really, right, really right. been interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one, one final uh, you know, thought on that, too, is, you know, I've, I had a gentleman that reached out to uh, us on, on social media, and I guess you know, he's an atheist and was talking about, you know, I can't believe you're, you know, you're. Uh, still put your trust in God through all of this. And, you know, obviously there is no God if he's going to allow something like this. And then you think about that, then, I, you know, I, you know, cause my point to him is, you know, that we're, you know, God works you know, right now as a Christian, I, I am, I become God's hands and feet, you know, as a church body, we become God's hands and feet. So I, I think as Christians right now, it's a time for us to shine and show people that, that, you know, God, he's alive and well and working through us. And, and, and I'm hoping that we, you know, by us shining our lives, our, our lights out there that, that others can, can see God through us. So I'm hoping this, you know, this can be a really good chance for, for people, you know, all of us as Christians to rise up and, you know, take a stand, but, but also just to kind of find ways to help and ways that, you know, maybe out of, that might be out of our comfort zones or, you know, we're just, just reach out to a neighbor next door who we haven't spoken with and, to, you know, bring them cookies or something else, you know, mow their, mow their lawns, wherever it might be. <laughs> so, 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a great point. And, you know, we have a unique opportunity and to be able to, to be able to take care of people and be able to do it in a way that honors God. Cause it's, it's really cool that you, you know, had that conversation with that guy. And it's really, I think, I think you, you know, by doing that and responding the way you did, I think, I mean, I think he's going to see, you know, that something's different in you. They say, you know, in the Bible, it tells us that you're going to see a tree by its fruit. So I think you, they're really going to be able to see, you know, the, your light shining in this opportunity where they're going to be able to see God through us. And if they're not, then we should, you know, really evaluate where our heart is at the time and really, you know, take this time in isolation, take this time in seclusion to, to make it, to make it right and to do some study and then, you know, make corrections where we need to make corrections and that kind of thing. That way God is honored through this opportunity. And, you know, with, with all this fear and stuff going on and this is a great opportunity for us to be able to, you know, like you said, show the light and be able to show that we aren't afraid of the things of this world because, you know, we fear God. So, right. I mean, like our faith and our trust is in God. It's not in these earthly things. It's not in the stock market. It's not in, you know, it's right. not in all these other, these other things. Our treasures aren't here. Our treasures are in heaven. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to, to be able to show that to people who are skeptics. Cause I mean, right now, all, all kinds of people are having all kinds of questions and they, yeah. you know, they, they just, they don't know how, you know, everything cha- is able to change so quickly. And, you know, of course we, we have the answer. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It, exactly. Like it looks like the world's exactly. out of control, but in, in reality, God's been in control the whole time anyways. So we were exactly. never in control. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it, you were mentioning how your hunting has, you know, taken a little bit of a, little bit of a hit during this time but uh you know how how were you first introduced in hunting of course i'm going to get into bow addicts and all that kind of thing but i kind of want to start yeah. you know from the beginning now who introduced you into hunting and then we can kind of kind of work our way up from there yeah so um so i i uh man, i grew up hunting at a young age i mean i uh i started trapping. i mean my, my dad he was a trapper back in the day was uh, back when furs and what have you were ma- bringing a little better money than what they are now. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we had the, the O200, uh, you know, the, the big reds, you name it. And so dad, dad would run his lines and we had, I don't know, around 300 acres or so. And uh, we'd be out in the middle of the night, early morning before daylight running traps. And dad would just put me on the four-wheeler or the three-wheeler and say, sit right here, son, and I'll be back. And you know, I wasn't scared or anything. And, and so I did that until I watched, I think it was Freddy Krueger one night. <laughs> Satellite, for some reason, I actually, I called about half of it. And, uh, and from that point on, I'm like, dad, I'm coming with you. Uh, uh, so I wasn't scared of animals, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so, but yeah, so I, I got my start primarily, uh, hunting or, or trapping and fishing. And, uh, you know, my dad had built a lake when I was a kid, uh, you know, dad, he's an, he, he, my dad and mom were both school teachers. So uh, it was kind of amazing what all dad did as a teacher, you know, but he, uh, he built about a, a 14 or 15 acre lake. So it was down by the house. So every day after school, I'd go fish for bluegill or you name it, you know, I had the old zip code 33 and still love that oh, reel. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I, you know, that, that was my start, which, which then led to, uh, uh, hunting and and uh, I think my first deer I shot at it took me four shots to finally make it happen. <laughs> <At> least, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> and uh, uh, and then, then I think my that was a buck, but it was a small one. I'll just say that it was it was more it was a button buck. And uh, um, but you know then then which led about a year later, I took a, I think I took a spike. And, and I tell you, man, you know. I, I can't stand it when I see someone put down a, a small buck or something, you know, if they, if they, if they're on social media and, you know, pick fingers at, or point fingers at somebody who took a small animal, but I'm going to tell you right now, that spike I took, man, I was excited. I mean, I was oh, yeah. all over the place. And this day is probably one of the most, you know, exciting hunts that I've been on killing a spike because, you know, and it, it wasn't just the kill the harvest, but, but, you know, it was, it just meant so much to me. And, uh, uh, and, and that, and I was probably 40 foot up in a tree, you know, back then, I, I don't know. I think, I think back then they thought you got to be super high, higher, the better. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it was. No, no tree harness. And we didn't even know what that was back then. <laughs> I wouldn't let my young one, you know, get quarter, you know, quarter of a way up, up a tree that high, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, that, that kind of got me into it. So, you know, dad, I pretty much. Uh, just hunted with my dad and, you know, went from trapping and fishing to, to, uh, um, uh, hunting and, and you name it. So, um, um, I pretty much just every weekend I'd be out with dad and that's, that's what we did, you know? And, um, so, uh, I've done it. See, I guess I started hunting when I was nine and I mean, really started before that going with dad, but, but really on my own, I think I was nine. And, um, got into bow hunting, I guess I was about 11 or 12, got the old Ben Pearson. I don't know what that thing shot, you know, per second. It probably, it's probably shooting about <laughs> 1,215 feet per second. I don't know. You know, you saw the rainbow effect as you shot the thing, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, that, that, that kind of is, that's when I got into archery too. So, uh, and, and man, did that bite me? I mean, it, it bit me hard. I, I was just sucked into it. So. Yes. Yeah. That, uh, archery. I actually, I didn't start until much later. I had a, a friend of mine who really kind of got me introduced, really you know, reintroduced into hunting whenever I was, I don't know, in the early twenties, mid twenties or so. And he introduced me to bow hunting. Cause I, I had some football injuries and stuff with my shoulder, my neck and that kind of thing. So I never really wanted to, wanted to try it. And he's like, well, just come over here and try it. And we'll, we'll see if we need to make some adjustments or something or adjust the draw weight or whatever we need to do, then we can do that. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll try it. And then, uh, went over and started shooting it, man. And like you said, it, it, it bit me. Like it was, I was at that point, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get out in the woods with this thing. This is really cool. And, uh, you know, the, the whole discipline and the challenge behind it is just, uh, it's really neat. And it's cool that you were able to start, you know, so early. Like, that's awesome. Cause my, my son, he's six and you know, he's, he's got him like a little youth bow that he can barely pull back and that kind of thing, but he's already getting bit by the archery bug. And it's, that's really cool that you were able to start so early. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny. I kind of got out of it, of it for a bit. Uh, I guess when I went to college and it sounds bad, I don't mean me for it to sound bad. I guess I started chasing two-legged deer. More than four. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, I mean, not that I was great or wild or anything like that, but, uh, you know how it is. You, you, you start, uh, dating and everything like that and priorities that, change a little bit yeah yeah, <laughs> around the yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my wife tells me she said you you uh you lied to me uh or how did she say it she wasn't you lied to me she was like you're uh you false advertised because you you did not hunt hard at all when we dated i'm like well i never did hunt beforehand you know and then <laughs> 
type of list. And I said, you know, once, once we tie the knot, you know, I'm like, Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta do something. But, um, I really, I mean, I've always been into archery, but after we got married, uh, I started like getting on archerytalk.com. Someone had brought that to my attention and, um, man, he got, I, my personality is so addictive. Like when I get into something, you know, I just really, I want to know every single thing I can about it, all the mechanics and, you know, from top to bottom and, uh, you name it and getting into tuning and things like that. So, um, and I, I was going through a bow probably every four months, not, not just because of trying to you know, buy and sell, but, uh, I, mean, I was making a little bit of money, but, but I was really just so intrigued with the different cam systems on different bowls and, you know, and just, uh, different draw cycles and really trying to take each bow and break it down, you know, and kind of make, make the best I could have out, out of each bow. And, uh, so that, that really is, um, what got me into it. And, and, and I got, man, I just went crazy. Uh, I got crazy passionate about it. And, um, which is kind of what, which is kind of what led to bow addicts. So, and cause, cause what, what had happened we, at the time, um, I had gotten transferred down to Jacksonville, Florida. So I tried hunting down in Jacksonville and boy, I tell you what, between the heat down there and mosquitoes, uh-huh. it was a bit <laughs> challenging. So uh, I would still come up to Tennessee or Kentucky from Tennessee, from West Tennessee, but I, I would, I would go to Kentucky and hunt. And, uh, um, so, so kind of, I guess, you know, talking about kind of how I got into bow addicts, I, I was, um, kind of, kind of the, I don't want to say long story short, but, but uh, so, so with my, my main job, I'm actually still in clinical diagnostic sales. Um, I've been with a company for about 12 years. Um, okay. and, uh, so, so we, every, every three years we would get a, a new company car and it would always come with serious radio or serious, I forget what you call it, but you see yeah. with that. And, and so you'd get about three to six months of free, you know, uh, uh serious radio and uh, i kept on hearing all these commercials about all these guys who started something in their garage and you know bill gates different ones and steve jobs and uh you know how they made all this money in their garage and i thought man you know boy i, I just want to do something i want to i feel like I, there's something i can do um and and, and i want to do it in the archery industry and I knew, you know, I knew I didn't have the mindset really to create some gadget. You know, I'm not an IT guy or anything like that, but I thought, you know, I, I was really into design and um, I've always enjoyed art, photography, you name it. And uh, so I ended up uh, thinking, you know, I think I could do like an, an archery apparel line. And and back then, um, you know, it's been a roughly, what, uh, six or seven years ago. It was in 2000. Well, back, actually, that was around 2012, uh, maybe late 2011. And uh, so a lot of the t-shirts and what have you were, you know, they had all kinds of stuff on them. They have flames and this and that, you know, and kind of, I guess mm-hmm. it was the times uh, it was the, the affliction brand. Um, but, you know, just a lot of different things on them. And, and, and then you were looking under armor and you would see kind of these real modern clean designs. And I thought, you know, I said, I think there's a gap in the market for, for, um, um, you know, more modern, clean type of a look, uh, more streamlined. And, uh, so, um, I would remember being in a tree, um, in Kentucky and my dad was probably about 80 yards away and in another tree, we were both, both bow hunting. And, um, 
And I, 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 that's where I was like, man, I've got to, I've got to come up with something. So it, I really, the original idea was, was B O W A D D I C T S. It was Boatics, you know, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, so uh, I had that idea. I actually uh, drove back into Nashville uh, after kind of playing around with it. Had a designer work on a design, and and it, and it was that. Uh, so, but I, 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 that idea, I came up with it. Um, I think it was November first. Of, of around 2011 and uh, and then I sat on it for about a year and and then you know I kept driving around hearing the same commercials then hearing these commercials about uh, or hear my, my you know my preacher was talking about how you know sometimes you think you're going to be jumping off of a mountain and then you take that plunge and that leap and you find out you're just jumping off of a curb uh, mm-hmm. and and just and just hearing all of these different um, different uh, sermons and 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 people talking about following following your passion and uh i thought man you know that just felt like god was talking to me and and so so setting in that same tree a year later to that day uh i, I started thinking about it again and and i thought man i i said i mean i knew i, I wanted to incorporate faith uh, into the the hunting line and that was my number one objective you know so i just want to find a way to, sh- to share my love for archery and, uh, and tie that into, you know, my, 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 my faith and, and love for, for God and Jesus and, and what all he's done, uh, uh, for, uh, for us and others. So, um, so I, I knew I kind of wanted like a cross broadhead type image in, in, in the middle. And then, then I thought, well, you know, I got to kind of make everything flow. So I said, B-O-W, and I was like, A-D-D-X, no, 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 it's four, let, you know, four letters on one side and, and that's where it really came up with B O W A D X, and uh, man, I just thought, oh man, I love that, I love that. Um, and um, I, I went home, talked to my wife about it, and I tell you though, Tyler, I went through. It wasn't easy. I, I you know, I, I I do almost all of our all of our design now, most of it. Um, but uh, back then, you know, I I loved. I've always loved art, but I didn't know much about graphic design. So uh, I went through. I think six different graphic designers and, and a lot of the graphic designers, they, they would design, you know, they were designing little six point bucks and nothing against that, but you know, I'm like, Hey, right, listen, yeah. if I'm going to have sell a the product, product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to have something that if, if we're, we're going to have a skull, it's gotta be something that somebody's like, Oh yeah. I like to put that on the wall. And yeah. so, so um, I thought, man, God, you know, you just not want this to happen. What, you know, what's going on? Is it, you know, is it not your plan? And, kept going off, you know, paying this guy and that guy, this guy and that guy. And, um, and finally I was watching a uh, major league bow hunter and, uh, you know, they didn't have a, and their, their logo is fairly simple. It had, you know, chip and, uh, uh Jeff Danker and chip and, yeah. uh, I, my brain's fried right now. I'm trying to think of the other I actually one. had Jeff on this podcast. Uh, I think it was back last fall had Jeff. Oh, on really? There. Yeah. I like yeah. old Jeff. He's, he's yeah. a great guy. He is, man. I think the world of Jeff. And um, luckily, he's got a lot of our bow addict stuff. It's been, you know, really cool getting to know him. That's but awesome. but uh, so Jeff's Jeff's uh, cousin, um, I think his first cousin, Mark uh, Danker, uh, when I called to talk to them to ask, you know, I just said, hey, you know, who did your, your logo? And, and a lady answered. She told me who it was and got me in touch with Mark. And such a great guy. And Mark, I mean, holy smokes. He, he sent us like 25 designs, uh, you know, my, my goodness, you know, most guys are seeing yeah. this one here. And, um, but, uh, it, it, boy, when he sent what he sent, 
it took me just one look at it and and I was like, man, that's it. You know, that is it. And uh, he had, we do have a skull image that we don't use a lot that is just killer awesome too. Um, so, um, man, I saw it and, and Mark designed, I guess, our, our first five or six tees or something like that. And, um, and uh, you know, and we, we had a small $400 website, uh, trying to think who we used, not Shopify, it was Big Cartel, which is like a shopping cart type um uh, platform you can use yeah. and you know didn't know much about it and uh you know the way we started shipping you know we, we you know we started small and kept started learning from there and and uh uh that was that was back in 2013 and um you know since then we've sold to every state in the u.s and i think 23 countries now oh that's awesome uh, and, and i you know, you know, I appreciate it. And, you know, I don't, I don't take, I mean, that's all God. I mean, I, I, right. I'm just, that's all I'm trying to do is, is you know, I, I've been blessed with the eye for, like say for photography and different things like that and, and design and I'm no master designer, but, but, um, you know, I, I just, my, my goal is to be, is for the bow addicts to be God's company. And I'm just an employee, you know, I'm just trying to do what he's, like I say what he's blessed or given me and, and blessed me with and, and taking my talents and, and trying to glorify th him through, through uh, my passions and my talents. So. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. And, you know, it's really awesome that you, you know, you follow through with your passion because it's so easy to just be like, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to stick with my 95, my nine to five and I'm just going to, you know, coast through life or whatever. And so many people do, unfortunately, and yeah, it's awesome yeah. that you, you know, you had that insight and you stuck with it and you persevered. And, you know, like you said, this, your company is, it's God's company. You're just an employee. I think that yeah. if we have that mentality, just like it's whenever, uh, that Paul's saying, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God, right? Do it as right. if you're working for the Lord. And that's, right. I mean, that's, that's the exact mentality that sounds like you have. And, you know, of course, that's, that's only going to produce success and it's not necessarily, always going to be, you know, in, in your case, maybe, but not always going to be, you know, worldly success, but it's going to be success in God's eyes, which is of course, you know, more important anyway. So that's passion. Well, and, and, and I don't want to make it sound easy. You know I mean? I, I oh can, yeah, absolutely. There, there are certain, it is so seasonal. I mean, where I have, I have seasons um, where, you know, I do question them, oh my God, you know, I, I, I'm trying to do this and do that. And, and I, I can look at my competition and, you know, maybe they throw a shirt out there that's got some kind of bad on it or, or really bad on it. And then it's selling like crazy. And I'm like, what in the world? Uh, you know, what, what? And, and, and so you, you, you do question, I hate to say question God, but you, you know, you do question, uh, well, yeah. just that, that maybe moment in time. And, and, but then it could be, you know, it could be a month later, a year later, whatever. Then, you know, you're, you're at the exact opposite end of that spectrum where you're thinking, my man, you know, sales are incredible. And, and, you know, God's just, you know, blessed us so much. And so, so it's, it's up and down. And, but I tell people it's the same way with life. I mean, we're, you know, if you look at a fairy tale, it's never, it's never this downhill slope where everything's going awesome and you're just, you know, treading along you know, it's up and down, up and down, but, but, uh, you know, being, you know, that's, that's what, that's what makes it a, such an awesome story. And, and, and those down times is, you know, is when you really got to rely on God and, and, and I think he knows, and, you know, you're going to question things and ask why, mm -hmm. 
But by asking why, 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 when he can say, here's why, you know, check this out. You know, yeah, you didn't think I could do this. And I just did. <laughs> that's what's cool. Uh, and so that's kind of where uh, uh, I know it's been, like I say, for, for, for me personally, I mean, I, I mean, if somebody told me, uh, you know, six years ago that, you know, I'd be having a chance to work with so many people in the industry and this and that, I mean, I'd be like, you're crazy. And, and uh, you know, and I'd say it's just, it's just, I just feel so blessed, but, but there again, you know, I'm just, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to take that for granted. And I just want to, you know, if I'm given a chance to, uh, to be in a, in a situation or, or, you know, if, if God wants me to be a vessel, you know, I've got to be that, you know, so that, that's my goal right now is just, you know, whatever I'm given, I just want to make sure, you know, I give God the glory for it and it's be a great example to the, to the kiddos and, uh, which not to get sidetracked, but I tell you, I mean, there, there are a lot of people in this industry that I've looked up to for years and years. And, and sadly, some have just really, it, it well, I'm just saying it, it, it's, it's sad to see how, yeah. Um, act especially when you get to know them in person yeah absolutely and there, and there's some that are incredible uh but but you know you just hate to see i i don't like it when i see someone uh, with a big platform and all of a sudden you know they're you know i i don't know how to say it. it's going to sound like i'm trying to be you know no uh, yeah absolutely i understand but, what you're but, saying. but but if if um it's as a christian i believe we're you know we're to be sanctified we're to be set apart yeah set be, apart yeah you got to be set apart. You got to watch your language. You got to watch, you know, your actions. I mean, I'm not perfect at all. I mean, everybody has their, their challenges. You know, for me, I'm the nicest guy you'll meet. But boy, I tell you what, I, I'm so driven that I can have a temper. You know, and, uh, um, but um, but you know, it, it's things where you know all these little four letter words here and there that people use. And some people, when they grow up, and it's not it's not a big thing to them. It's just you know it's how they talk. But I really believe that man, those those are small things that really allow people if they only if they, if they only know you for a few minutes and, and 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 that's all they hear or see from you you know that's a legacy you know your legacy doesn't have to be 20 years long it might be it might be 20 seconds long you know or so so i, I really um i believe there again as christians you know it's good for us to really think about every post we make everything we say how we act and, and we're going to make mistakes and when we do say hey i'm a human i made a mistake but but you know I'm going to try, keep trying to be better and better and better. So, so, um, and I guess I'm going on a tangent here, but, but, you know, no, it, you're perfect. No, I, I, I definitely agree because we all have a platform regardless of, you know, how many followers you have on Instagram, regardless of how many, you know, whatever, whatever likes you get on Facebook, whatever the issue is, we all have a platform and we all have a way that other people perceive us. And if we are using that, you know, like you said, it could be 30 seconds. It could be, you know, a year. I mean, who knows? Yeah. There's yeah. we when we come in contact with these people, it's our job to you know going back to what we were saying earlier to show the light, to show yeah. God's light. We have a a opportunity to be able to see, to be able to show Jesus, so that people can see Jesus. Because for some yeah. people, I mean, we may be the only opportunity that they have of being able to see Jesus. Because you know they may be atheist, like kind of like what the guy you were talking to, you know, not too far mm -hmm. too long ago. They may yeah. be somebody who is completely against any kind of religion, any kind of faith, anything like that. And by our mm -hmm. actions and the way we act and the way they perceive us, that gives us an opportunity to be able to share Jesus without actually, you know, quote unquote, sharing Jesus. So I definitely understand exactly right, what you're right. saying. We all have a platform and we all have, yeah. uh, you know, a way that people are going to be able to see us and be able to see Jesus more importantly. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, and, and I was going to mention something kind of way just hit me to, um, you know, when I tell a story, uh, you know, one thing I tell people, um, it's okay. For instance, photography, um, you know, and you may know that's kind of a passion of mine, uh, you know, but yeah, two years, yeah. I, I, I didn't even own a camera two or three years ago. I didn't even know anything about it. Um, and, and, you know, I've had people say, you know, what, you know, they've, they've asked me, how long have you been doing this? And how did you learn all this? I'm like, well, when you find something that you enjoy, like say, I, I'm just a, my, my whole thing, I guess my, my I'm very left brain. So, um, anything <laughs> visual, uh, gets stimulates, uh, you know, my, my receptors and, and uh, gets me all excited, but, but, uh, on, on the video side and photography, uh, thing I tell anybody, you know, if, if it's something you, you do enjoy. And you could be picking up rocks or playing marbles. I don't know, but, but whatever it is, you know, if you want to learn more, we have such great tools in YouTube. Um, I learned everything for the most part or 99% of it through YouTube. And, and, um, and, and that's where I try to tell people, you know, but start small, you know, you don't, don't get caught up in thinking I have to have the best bow in the world or the best camera or better, you know, best this, but start small and, but learn, 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 learn. I mean, I'd spend hours and hours and hours, picking up, you know, things apart and, and the same way with that, you know, that I did with archery. So, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, it, it could be, it could be, you know, if you want to film hunts, um, you know, it's easy to see guys that have this incredible, this incredible footage is so dynamic and, and, you know, this and that, but, but, um, you know, a lot of times it's keeping it simple and just telling a story and, and, and trying to keep it real. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, but if you want to, how to learn how to do those things, or, you know, if you want to start your own apparel line, whatever it might be, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, it's a lot of asking questions, a lot of, you know, maybe some reading and, and for me, I'm not a big reader, so, but I, I'm a watcher, you know, and if I read it, it's, yeah. it's type of stuff, but, but, you know, I, 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 you know, I encourage anybody out there, whatever their passion is, man, you know, just go for it. But, but if you can really try to find a way, um, you know, to glorify God through it. Uh, and, you know, maybe if someone's not a Christian, what I say to them is, you know, um, you know, if you're not a Christian, if you don't believe, but maybe if you have, if you ask why, I mean, we all ask why, but mm-hmm. say, Hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to give it a shot here. You know, it's that mustard seed of faith and you just start small and say, you know, maybe, maybe what if, you know, what if he, what if, what if and say, and, and start there and, 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 but pray, you know, pray for, for, uh, uh, God just to, to show you that he, he's real. Um, you know, God's going to work. He's going to work. Uh, but, but you, but you got, you've got to allow him to kind of go in there and to get intertwined into your life, you know, and, 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 and to be a part of it. But if you just always, if you just shut him out and don't give him any chance at all, you know, um, you may not see it. So, uh, so I don't know. I just went to different directions there. Sorry, that was a big no, no, that was perfect. Because I mean, <laughs> there was something I actually wrote it down here. There's something I wanted to hit on is that we we are, you know, God designed us to be always learning. Like He didn't design us to get to age 20 and you know stop learning. And we, of course, are designed to always go through those roller coasters in life. I mean, it's not yeah. always going to be happy. It's not always going to be sad. Like there are times where it's going to be good. And we need to praise God through those times. We need to continue to pray. And then there are going to be times when it's bad and we're going to need to praise God and continue to pray regardless. So there's going right. to be, you know, opportunities 
all throughout life where we're going to always want to learn. We're going to always have an opportunity to continue learning, always have an opportunity to continue to pursue our passions. And, you know, being able to find something that you're passionate about is for some people, it's a, it's, it's a struggle. Like, like I, uh, I started, I guess it would be kind of a, a something very similar to kind of how you did. I started out with some um, uh, kind of like an apparel brand for hunting and, you know, like faith, faith-based theme. And um, as, as I was going through it, you know, went, did it for a couple of years. Uh, things were going pretty good at the time. And I was like, I started listening to a lot of podcasts and I was like, this brand, this brand that I'm trying to start here, it needs a voice. So yeah. what better way than to literally give it a voice? So that's kind of how, where the Rice Elite podcast was uh, kind of born from. And from there, it's kind of yeah. taken over the apparel brand. I've still got a little bit of the uh, designs and that kind of thing associated mm-hmm. with it. But it's all about finding our passions and, you know, of course, right. trusting God and pursuing, you know, what God lays on our heart. Because I think for so long, I think a lot of people and myself as well, I think for so long people, they will, uh, they'll just keep, you know, pushing it back in the back of their mind and they never want to really step out and pursue it and take that leap of faith. And like you said, it may just be, you know, stepping over a curb. I mean, it may yeah, may yeah. not be as bad or it could be to the point to where it's really going to take, uh, take some trying and some take, take a lot of trial and error and that kind of thing. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult and anything in life worth pursuing is not going to be easy. Right. And, and what you said too, you know, um, you know, starting the apparel thing, you know, and, and but you know, if 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 God wants you uh, doing these podcasts and things like that, that have right. such an amazing voice to people, and and I mean, they're very powerful. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you kind of you, you know, all, in eight, you kind you kind of start feeling that that tug here and there, and, and you know, maybe where God wants you and things, and and uh, uh, so I mean, it's it's just. It's, I, I think God will help steer someone in the right direction if you're willing to put that foot, you know, one foot forward at, you know, after the other, after the, after the other and learn to say, Hey, every once in a while I have to take a step back. Uh, but um, the key for me, if you fall, fall forward, you know, and don't, yeah. don't fall back, it's get back up again, keep on at it, you know, but you know how it is. If you keep pursuing it, eventually uh, something, something's going to work. And, and, and as you said before too, you know, it's not always about success. It's not about money. Um, right. If if our job is to change one human being, you know, change his, if, if if he's going down the wrong path and we can touch that one person's life, I mean, that might be the one person we change. And who knows, that person might become president one day. You exactly, know. yeah. Uh, so, so uh, you know, our, our view of success is not what God's view, view of success is a lot of times. So. Yeah, there's a really good book by uh, Dale Partridge. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but um, he's a author he's a christian author and he wrote a book called safe from success where he just basically he writes a book all about that same thing is that how our purpose is you know for god and if we are working for god then you know all things are going to be successful so it's not necessarily you know money-based success it's going to be success for fulfilling god's purpose for us and and i think that's what basically what it all kind of kind of boils down to yeah exactly Exactly. So jumping back to, to Boax a little bit, I was kind of kind of working around on the website some, and I saw something really cool on there, and it said that you guys donate 10% of profits to charities and organizations. So yeah, what's kind of the inspiration behind that? 
Uh, well, you know, that, that was one thing when I started the company. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I'm like, I've, I want to find a way to give back. And so, um, we, you know, I made that a number one priority to where, uh, you know, we, 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 we give back and, and we try to do, uh, do everything we can. Um, so, so we work with a number of charities. Um, one big one we work with now is, is Cure International. Um, you know, I, I was listening to a way FM, which is a Christian radio station here. And, and, uh, they had some stories about cure. And, um, so what, what cure does cure, um, uh, they, they provide surgeries. Uh, it could be a lot of kids overseas. You know, they, a lot of these, these kids over there, uh, you know, they, they live in such, they live in little huts and places and a lot of them have major burns. And if they can't like one little, the first little girl we were able to help out, um, she, 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 uh, burned her arms. I think it was a pot of hot water that, you know, fell on her arms and, and, you know, and it, it's a burn at first and it is always a burn, but what'll happen is if they can't get the right medical care as that skin draws in, um, it draws, draws all that tissue in, then their arms get stuck in a position, you know, they were just poor little thing. Her arms for like years were just, um, she couldn't bend them whatsoever because the skin was stuck. And so, so what, what cure does, they'll go in and, and do these life altering surgeries on these kids. It could be cleft palates, um, or, uh, you know, a lot of them have, um, legs or bolt in and they'll fix legs and you name it, but they, um, they share you the story with each kid and, and then they'll, they'll take you through the whole entire journey. You'll get all these emails of different things. You could email them. Uh, so, so, uh, we got to know those, those guys pretty well. And so Cure International is a big one. Uh, we work with, uh, Feed My Starving Children. 91% of each dollar goes to feeding the kids, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. So a lot of our teas might feed a kid for seven to 21 days, um, for every tea purchase. So, you know, it kind of depends on where we allocate those dollars. And then, um, and of course, St. Jude's is one we work with, uh, Compassion. We, uh, through Bow Addicts, we sponsor a number of kids through Compassion, International World Vision, uh, Child Fund, you name it. Um, and then uh, local food banks, we do what we can. And, you know, just basically anybody we see in need, you know, we, we try to help out. And, and um, so um, and it, it's just such, just such a blessing you know, to be able to do that. We, we go to hunt, we, we, we've, we've been to Honduras a number of times. So we'll take a lot of bow attic shirts and apparel and give to the kiddos and different ones there and try to help build some homes and things too. So, uh, so, so I tell people, you know, when you buy, when you buy a shirt from us, I mean, you're, you are doing more than just buying a shirt. I mean, you're, you're changing lives through, through a shirt. And if it's, you know, if it's putting food on a kid's table or, or providing a surgery to someone who, you know, when they get, it's a life changing surgery. Uh, and so, uh, so th those are some good, you know, some good things you can do. And so, yeah, so we, we do that and, and, uh, that, you know, we just, and we're blessed to do that too. So. Yeah, that's really cool. That you're taking your blessings and you're turning them into other blessings for other people. That's, that's really cool that you're doing it and you're doing it through this, this brand that you've created. That's really, really incredible. I appreciate it. I do, buddy. That's awesome. But yeah. One of the things also I was went while I was on the uh on the website, I noticed that your wife is also involved in hunting as well. 
Like, so, yeah. so, so I'm what's that look like for you guys in your all's household? How, you know, how you involve your whole family? Cause that's something that I'm trying to do right now. My, I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. So my little boy, he's, he's really into, it, uh, really into hunting. We're actually going to go here in a couple of days on a turkey hunt. He's really excited about it. So, so what's that look like for you, you know, with everybody in the household getting out and doing some hunting as a family? Yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, my, my wife, you know, she has taken, uh, she's taken a, uh, she's taken a, a booner, uh, with her bow and she's taken a one, roughly 160. I call him 160. He's a one, 159, like seven eighths by George. He's 160. By- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, beautiful. But, but, uh, you know, and she, you know, and she manages them well, uh, loves to bow hunt. Um, and, and it's crazy. My wife is a makeup artist. Uh, you know, she's got this huge YouTube channel that, you know, she's blessed. You know, she does the same thing. She shares God through her channel and she's got around 30, 40,000 followers here and there. So, um, and, uh, and so, so it's crazy having a makeup artist who hunts, <laughs> but uh, that's cool. <laughs> channel, but you don't hear that very often. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so, um, and sadly, you know, right now, the last couple of years, it's been, crazy challenge for her because she's gotten so busy that most of her clients, uh, a lot of them want to get married at the peak of the rut. I guess it, it, it must be the rut must be for, uh, for couples for two legged. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, it, it's always around November. Uh, and, uh, but it, it's, um, so when we try to hunt now, you know, we try to, we try to find times where, uh, she gets some downtime and it, it always seems to be the October lull period too. But, uh, but no, um, so I, you know, I'm so blessed, man. I really am. Um, she doesn't mind all the deer heads. We've got them all over the walls and bear to caribou and deer, you name it. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, it, 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 it's pretty, pretty awesome. She did not hunt at all when, when we married, if somebody would have told me my wife would bow hunt when we got married, I'd laughed, uh, cause her dad doesn't hunt. Great guy. He actually, I'm going to get her dad hunting this year. I think he, that's I got, awesome. Oh, when he retired, so now he wants to hunt. And, uh, but, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, my, my kids, um, I've had a chance to take them a couple of times. I'm still trying to get my little girl on her first deer. Um, she's pretty picky. She's passed up a few deer. And I'm like, listen, hey, you know, I, man, I was, I was happy with this <laughs> when I was young. But, um, so we're, we're trying to get her on, on something. Hopefully this will be her year. She wants to get one with her crossbow. And uh, she's not quite big enough, you know, to, have enough poundage to, to take one that with a, with the compound. But, um, it, you know, man, I'm just blessed. I really am. I, I, I really, uh, I can't explain it. You know, my, my wife and kids it just mean the world to me. And, and, um, I know some guys that, you know, maybe their wife doesn't hunt and, and I, and, and that, that's fine, you know, but, uh, I guess I'm, I'm just blessed at mine. Mine doesn't mind it. So, <laughs> so how does it work out during the season whenever, uh, one of you wants to go hunt, but the, well, I guess whenever oh. both of you wants to go hunt and somebody's got to stay home with the kids, how's that, that work is out? A, holy moly, that's got to be tough. <laughs> Man, it, it, and I, I kept thinking that every, every year my kids get a little bit older, it won't be as bad, you know. But, oh, man, during, during uh, so, I, so I went to Missouri last year and, and um, you know, and it, it if you if you hunt for seven, you might as well say you got nine days out there, if not ten. Yeah. You know, you count drive time too. So, so um, when, when I am, uh, when you got two kids, you know, one's uh, one seven, almost eight, and the other one's eleven, and you know how it is, you know, man, that's that's a handful. Uh, and uh, so, so uh, she she's not too happy when when I get to go and have <laughs> me time in the woods for nine days during rut, and, and and she doesn't. 
so yeah, we um, and, and the thing is, she she doesn't really like to go without me because she you knows she's afraid of something happens, uh, you know, in the tree or something like that. And she might she just would prefer me there. So so uh, the best one thing we do, we got a good uh, her her mom and dad, you know, live close by. So we we've we've got them to where every once in a while she'll have a weekend free and they'll watch the kiddos and I'll I'll take her hunting and and what have you. So, uh, but it, it, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, it, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. At least that, that is a, uh, an issue that she is wanting to go out and you guys have that, that prioritized within your household. That's really cool though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the spots that are close to the house, I mean, they're, boy, they're, they're tough to hunt too. I mean, you know, it, where we live, I live just south of Nashville and in the, uh, in my, my, better spots i mean you've got to walk up a ridge that's just it's it's crazy how tall that thing is and and to get up there you know in the saddle area and try to trying to get in there man it's it's rough so uh it's kind of one of those spots like i say she she doesn't prefer to hunt there um uh without me and, and you know before the kids you know yeah we hunt together all the time and and uh i try to film her and vice versa and and uh i've been with her most of her hunts too you know and been able to film her getting some good deer so uh so it's a challenge but um um but hopefully this year she'll get to go a little more than last year we're, we're like i say we're, we're in the process of moving we hope to be in our new home in june and and we'll, we've got some acreage out there and our neighbor his name's bubba uh <laughs> perfect that's awesome <laughs> yeah and uh you know and uh he um he's got some hunting land across the road and we we've already seen a lot of deer in the yard so we're trying to be old good friends with Bubba. And so we, my wife, oh, yeah. cupcake sticks, she's trying to hook him up, you know, but I saw a bunch, I saw some gobblers on his property and, and he lets our neighbor next door to us hunt too. So I'm trying to talk to him and say, Hey, would you mind if I kind of tag along or, you know, hunt a little bit there too. So, uh, that'd be a little closer to the house. Yeah. I can just walk across the road and, and, uh, hop in a tree. So. Yeah, it's not too bad. So down there in Tennessee is, uh, right now it's Turkey season, right? I mean, I think just about anywhere it is, yeah. it is right now, mm-hmm. but how mm-hmm. much longer do you guys have as far as, turkey season goes uh you know what uh um, we just started i I live in kentucky and we just started this past weekend our saturday was our which by the time this this episode's posted it'll be just about over but we had our opener this past weekend and i I kept thinking you know it's gonna be a late start to the season hopefully they're not all gobbled out and that kind of thing well they're not (laughs) and there's they're still out there working it pretty hard and uh this past weekend was had some good hunting and wasn't able to pull the trigger, but I did, uh, did get on a couple and it was, it was pretty good. So I know Tennessee, I've yeah. got some friends actually down there in the, the Nashville area and they've been posting how they've been hunting that kind of thing. So I think yeah, it's it been probably be, a couple of weeks yeah. now or so. It has, uh, it, it said it ends on May, May 17th. I couldn't remember if it was, okay. the 15th, but, uh, um, yeah. So, you know, there, there's still a little bit of time there. I, I hope to get out. I, I have, this has been the busiest year for me um, that I can remember. I say that every year, you know, and, and I, I tell you this much, you know, uh, uh, everybody thinks, oh, man, being in the outdoor industry is awesome. And I remember Stan Potts, you know, I was talking to Stan. I used to sponsor one of his shows, and he was telling me, you know, you got to be careful when, when you really try to get into the industry because you can get so busy that, it, it's it's hard to find time to hunt or practice you know or to get out in the yeah. field and i was like oh man that can't be the case but really um uh, 
with bow addicts, it, it's so much more than, than putting shirts and things like that on wine. It's because, you know, especially I do all the design work and most of all the ads you see, I pretty much design most of those. And uh, I can't tell you how many hours and hours and hours and hours each week I spend uh, sometimes getting up at two in the morning working on things. Um, and, and so, so it never stops. So it's made a challenge for me trying to get out in the field, uh, because a lot of days, you know, I've got so many engagements and things like that. Then I've got my main job and I work with, um, I work in Kentucky. I cover most of West Kentucky and Tennessee. So, uh, you know, I, I, I have, I put a lot of hours in each week and, and, uh, uh so, you know, it, 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 it really, like I say, it's become uh, every year it gets a little more challenging as things grow because more and more people start reaching out to you and things like that, and you're trying to fit it all in. And and uh, and I, I'm the king of sticky notes, so I've got them everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but no, I'm hoping to sling an arrow at one here soon. So there you go. That's that's great. I hope it I hope it all works out for you. I appreciate it. I was going to say, you know, usually I go to Missouri, uh, Gander Outfitter, they're uh, out in Shelbyville, Missouri, and Adam Gander, yeah. there's a dear friend of mine. And so I usually go out and hunt with Adam every year. And uh, it's just this year, uh, the coronavirus, the way it hit, it just, you know, it, it wasn't going to work out because most of the time I'll go there and I'll hit it hard for about a week. And, and, and then I can, you know, last year I took two good birds. He, he sent me a photo of one. He, my, my wife wouldn't let me, I've already got some mounts in the wall and I've already got a turkey. So I killed a five bearded turkey last year. It's kind of a bird of a lifetime. And he said, you're going to mount that, aren't you? And I'm like, well, I don't know. He said, no, you ain't. I can tell by the way you mentioned it. <laughs> and, he got, <laughs> and she said, you're not putting down the wall. We don't have any more room. And so he sent me a picture yesterday. He got it in. And so he, he, he's putting it in his lodge. But uh, so usually, you know, usually I'll, I'll get it out, out of my system and hunt really hard down there. And we've had a lot of good success. So that, that's that's been the challenge this year, not being able to, you know, to do that. So it is odd how the, you know, this coronavirus, this whole pandemic and everything has has affected hunting. You know, initially, whenever it was kind of first starting to roll out, you know, there in the beginning of March, mid-March or whenever it was, it was, you know, at the time I was like, you yeah, know, it's not really going to affect it a whole lot. But the biggest thing that I've noticed is that it has affected like being able to get permissions because I can't really yeah. go up and knock on somebody's door now right, and ask right. if I can hunt their land. So it was, yeah, a, yeah. I was kind of scrambling there for, you know, the first couple of weeks before the season started trying to find well, somewhere to actually hunt, which fortunately yeah. we have a whole lot of public land out here where I live. I, I live in Moorhead, which is on okay. the other side of, of Kentucky, but we have a whole bunch of, um, you know public land out here so that was kind of my backup but if you can get on some private land that's of course ideal but it's just weird how how the pandemic and how everything just kind of you know hit right at about the time i usually start knocking on doors <laughs> yeah yeah well i could tell you adam it's been it's been hard on him and other outfitters simply because uh so many of, of his clients and different ones um you know a lot of these head of these guys have been impacted and they've lost jobs you know, they're laid off or, or, or their business is just, you know, 40% right now. And so, so all of a sudden, you know, they, they can't, they can't afford to go on the hunt. So, or, or this time of year, a lot of guys send in, in they, they send in their, their deposits for, uh, for the deer hunts. And so yeah. that, it's also been a challenging thing for guys. A lot of guys are kind of being like, Hey, you know, I got to hold off to see how this, you know, what's going to happen. So it's just, you know, and, and as I mentioned earlier, my wife's a makeup artist. So, she's had numerous weddings canceled. Uh, I mean, I can't remember how many she's had canceled, but it's, it adds up. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy how it's affected so many people. So, uh, 
Um, and, and, and for, for me, you know, I, it's just hard, um, with the kids here and things like that and, and trying to go hunting, you know, you kind of feel guilty when, <laughs> yeah, definitely, when, definitely. There is know. that that sense of guilt that you have, you know, to leave home and leave family and, you know, they're sitting at home while right. you're out around the woods. I, I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, I've killed a lot of turkeys. Uh, you know, I've been real blessed in the area too, but you know, I, and, and I, I'm, I'm a white tail fanatic. I mean, I, you know, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm maybe going elk hunting this year thinking about it and we'll see how all this turns, you know, plays out, but it's hard for me because, you know, you, you know, in Kentucky, most of my hunting is in Kentucky and mm-hmm. early season Kentucky. That's usually when I get my best bucks in a pattern. And, yeah. and I, I love hunting early season of Kentucky. And so it, I, I, I always have this teeter totter effect. It's like, don't want to go hunt elk, which I, I know is be phenomenal. Uh, but it's also, I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a world-class buck on my camera. He's coming in five days out of seven and thinking and I, I could have gone on an elk hunt. I'm thinking, man, but you got a chance to take a 180 inch deer, you know, that, you know, what, what do you do? So right. I chose <laughs> And so I'm, I'm like, man, because you know, if I already take off four or five or six days during that time of year in September, and so like, well, if I do it for elk, then I can't hunt my buck. So I, I've got to figure out how to make that work too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I love always hunting uh, open season that, or that first early season of Kentucky because, I mean, the plants are still green. Like I, I usually hunt early season on a soybean farm that's actually right up the road from me. And, yeah. you know, you, you can pattern those deer pretty well and everything's still green. You know, the weather's usually in the evening. It's not too bad. Like it, it'll kind of start to cool down a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I love that early season in November are my two favorite times to, oh, to get yeah, man. some whitetail hunting. It Nothing is. Like it. It's, it's not. And like I say, and I've never elk hunted. And I know it's like they say, it's like combining turkey hunting and whitetail hunting and times 10 and i'm sure it is um it's just all i've known it's just like i'm just such a driven whitetail guy and every you know and i just love it and think about it all the time and 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 we picked up a new farm in tennessee and west tennessee it's just a killer you know farm there and and uh, so um i don't know you know i just um as bad as i want to go elk hunting i just man i, I I'd, I'd hate to like i say most of my success the last two years in kentucky it's been early season and yeah. uh, I, I'd hate to uh, uh, miss out on that. Of course, the flip side is I haven't I haven't hunted the rut in Kentucky in several years because I hunted Missouri this year. And and, uh, and and you know how it is the big buck I was after I didn't have any luck in Missouri. But when I went back to check my trail camera, you know, one thirty in the afternoon, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> man, I should have known. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to definitely respect your time as we are bumping up on our, on our time here. So I I do have a few more questions for you though. I did see, I think it was today or maybe yesterday or somewhere, somewhere recently that you guys have Bo Addicts has a new Turkey glass call out. Like that thing looks pretty sweet. Holy cow. I I tell you what I, um, yep. So, uh, my good friend Ernie, uh, he's with head buster It's head buster H E A D B U S T A. Uh, call. Okay. And, and I get to know Ernie. they, they wear a lot of bow addicts and they, they have uh, it's called part-time hunter, part-time hunters. I think it is. Uh, they have a TV YouTube channel and, uh, and, uh, Ernie, he is a turkey fanatic. I mean, he's just eating up and man, he, he always calls I mean, They're fully custom and, uh, hooked up with Ernie, 
and and Bubba, uh, another Bubba that I know, Bubba Crosby. You know a lot of Bubbas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, um, and, and I said, man, I'd like to get some, you know, uh, good call. And and um, and uh, he showed me some of his work, and I thought, man, that looks darn good. And so I kind of worked up the uh, design. You'll see, you know, on the front there, and and um, kind of said, can you make this happen? And boy, did he do it. I mean, and they they look awesome in person too you know sometimes you'll see them online and like, ah, i don't know if they'll look that good in person mm-hmm. as good and they really do but they sound amazing uh so so bubba you know our uh, ernie sound checks everyone that right now every, each one will come with the striker and it, it will come sound checked unless some people you know you know they just collect calls and they may say i don't want sound check just let you know bring you know let me have it shipped as is so uh but otherwise uh you know and, and if it doesn't if it does not pass his sound check test he will not ship it um he had one last week that he didn't ship uh he just said it's, it's not passing my test you know and a lot mm-hmm. of guys wouldn't do that so so i can tell you they, they sound amazing uh they're high quality calls and i think whoever whoever gets one will be highly impressed man it you know not not because we're selling it but i can tell you i've got several glass calls and by george it, it is it, it is just a really good sounding call and uh i can't wait to get mine out in the woods that's awesome. That's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely have the link for that product in the show notes for, for this episode. Cause I saw those this morning. I think it was this morning and man, that thing looked really cool. And just so happened yeah. we were going to be talking tonight. So I was like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask well, about it. It's kind of funny. We sold out in like two hours and, 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 uh, and Ernie, you know, I was sending him all the orders and uh, cause right now Ernie would drop ship most of them. And, uh, uh, so he had to get on his late, you know, whatever it is, and he started making more. So he sent me a picture. He's making more of them. <laughs> he said, That's man, awesome. Good problem to have. So, uh, so yeah, we, we're, uh, we're pretty excited about that. So, Well, cool, definitely. Well, I do have uh, a couple more questions here. This is okay. an, a question that I always ask my guests or my hunting theme guests, my hunting guests. I, I always ask them this one question. I don't know if I really kind of prepped you for this one, so I'd like to like to hear what you come up with. But, yeah. What does hunting mean to you? Well, uh, hunting for me um, means. See how would how would I word this right here? Um, for for me personally, it, it is a time for me to get out and enjoy what God has created from a very. Um, what's the word organic standpoint you know i mean just you know you get the raw uh of everything just just real and raw and um i i i know for me it's, it's not just about killing an animal that's not what it's about i mean i pass that way more animals than i shoot but it's it's a time where man i can be stressed out i can be worried you name it but i can go sit in a tree or i go sit next to a tree for a few hours and talk to God, pray to God, look, relax, and, um, you know, and, and come back home. And my wife will tell you, you know, I'm a different man. Uh, I just, I'm excited. I'm just, I don't know what it is. You know, I feel joyful. Uh, so, so it, it's, it's that moment I have really, you know, a, a to really, uh, get to enjoy God's creation. Um, but, but I, I feel you know, I feel like as a man, you know, God made a man, you know, a hunter and, and a gatherer. It's kind of how, you know, for most of us guys, you know, uh, and, right. and for, for me to being able to experience or have that opportunity to be a hunter or a gatherer, um, you know, I just, um, 
it's like there, it's it's a puzzle piece for me that that I you know that it, you know maybe for it it's it's not present, but then I get to go out there and 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 put that piece of that puzzle into my life for a little bit. And, and I just feel good about it, man. So, so it, it, it's, it's, it's that it's also conservation. Um, as hunters, I think we're all conservationists and, and, uh, you know, tr- really trying to do it to ma- to manage a herd and to do what I enjoy, but we're not just, I'd say not just to harvest an animal, but, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's being able to, um, experience it in a way to where, you know, it's, if you have a chance and you're lucky enough to have the harvest, you know, I mean, you can just, there again, you can give, give God the glory for it, but, but you're able to feed your family. I've got deer meat right now in my refrigerator. Uh, it's the last two packs I have from last year. And so, you know, tomorrow, uh, I'll be cooking that up. So it's a chance to feed my family and, and to be able to really just, uh, you know, uh, have a chance to, you know, uh, to re- respect that animal, but to enjoy that animal and, 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 um, and, uh, they're getting its creation and, 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 and the food that is provided. So I don't know, you know, there's the, there's the harvest and there's the hunting and there's just the aspect of being with God. It's all intertwined together, but, but, but for me, it's, the bottom line is, you know, I just, I just feel as a hunter and a neighbor, I just, um, uh, it, 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 it's that one puzzle piece that, that just helps me additionally, get kind of linked in the guide and his creation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just hit on everything that, that I'm trying to make this show about. And that's, that's really why I wanted to have you on here because I knew that you were somebody that was going to be, be able to, you know, relate to, to the mission of the show. And of course that is, like I said, our slogan, God, freedom in the great outdoors. It's all those things. It's, it's an opportunity for us to, to get with God. It's an opportunity for us to, you know, provide for our families and feed our families and really just to just kind of reset. And that's why rise yeah. kill eat is the, exactly. is the name of this, this podcast. So I appreciate yeah. it, man. I really do appreciate you being on the show. This was a really fun conversation and man, that was, that was really cool. I appreciate that. So where can everybody, where can they connect with you on social media? Okay. Where, yeah. where would you prefer well, that they um, connect with you? Well, they can always um, reach out through uh, on Instagram. It's at Bo Addicts, and that's B O W A D X. My personal uh, my personal page on Instagram is at uh, Chad Ryan Davis. So uh, they call me in high school. I don't know why my my middle name is Ryan. It's Chadwick Ryan Davis, but someone started calling me Chad Ryan, and it just stuck. I guess so. So <laughs> Chad Ryan Davis. Uh, that's where you'll see more of my you know personal uh, photography and things like that. Uh, so, uh, Facebook as well, it's forward, uh, Facebook, I guess.com forward slash bow addicts, then uh, website, www.bowaddicts.com. Um, so, um, you know, but if you be looking for specials and things like that, a lot of our specials we put on, uh, our social media pages and we try to run those from time to time. And this year we're trying to run a few more specials simply because with the Corona the COVID issues, uh, so many of the shows we were going to be doing this year, we can't because they got canceled. So we're trying to make up for it and running more sales. We'll have a sale fairly soon. I'm just waiting on inventory to get here uh, so we can restock. Um, most of the manufacturers are kind of shut down. So that's been causing some uh, slower than usual uh, shipping times on our, our uh, products. So, 
Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm going to make sure I put all those links down in the show notes of this show. That way, anybody that's listening that, of course, wants to check out Bow Addicts, wants to check out you with your photography, with any of the products, they'll be able to click on those and be able to go straight to, to where those links take them. So I appreciate it, man. And again, this is a this was an incredible episode. Awesome, man. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking to you and keep up the good work. And uh, I'll be praying for you and all your listeners as well. And uh, there again, totally enjoyed it. God, God bless. Brother.